Wednesday. I still have a cold. I'm Emily. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Coco. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for having us back. So, here is the situation. Trivia games are dependent on having the exact correct answer to a thing. That's pretty stringent, and it's, uh, well, it's a bit of an issue because it often results in the phrase, I don't know, being uttered more times than you really want to hear at one particular place in time. So, what do you do? You let things be a bit more vague. How about this? Uh, name five websites that start with B. No, not that. <laughs> Just name a website. <laughs> Any website. Go. Uh, Facebook? There you go. Done. Um, name a cleaning product that starts with M. Mr. Clean. Done. See, um, we're playing categories. We're playing Anomia. We're playing all these other games that sort of give you a chance to sort of answer a question or figure out a thing. But you don't necessarily have to be an exact thing. And these are super popular. Scattergories is a popular. huge deal. Yeah. Um, it kind of like toes that line between being a word game and a trivia game mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. quite a few games do. I mean, there's a whole subset of games that don't so much involve knowing the specific answer to a question, but knowing words belonging to a specific category. Yeah, knowledge is a specific thing and um, a specific skill to have in something. Mm -hmm. And if you have to have knowledge, well, okay, if it's not a trivia game, it's adjacent to that in some way. So the the difference between name the thing and name a thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, we have things that live in categories, but even those games they add that element of, of the time crunch or the competition of some kind, right? Like, it's never or just, like... in common, right? Like, you can do, like, like categories. It's all got to be the same first letter. Right. And it can't be the same answer as one of your friends, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Or Because so, yeah. it can't just... I mean, where trivia, there are... T- as we've seen, there are a ton of games that are just, like, name the thing that. Right. Where, when you have the name a thing that, the that becomes not the like specificity of the answer you're looking for so much it is the the, the, the the challenge is name some things that are like this blah 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 so the most well-known one has got to be categories yeah and a lot of people come up to the shelf looking for that one for those of you who aren't familiar with it uh, each player is going to get a list of 12 categories like you know cleaning products websites uh, random things breeds of dogs countries in Europe mm-hmm. and uh, somebody's going to roll a die that's going to give everybody a letter and everybody's got two minutes to come up with a word that fits each of those categories that starts with that letter you get one point for each thing you write down, unless somebody else wrote down that same thing for that category. Yeah. So you start thinking of really, really, really weird things that right. start with that letter, you know? Right. And then that's hard in of itself. You know, you can either guarantee you will get 12 words down 100% in two minutes, but then mm-hmm. if those are all, like, totally standard words, then maybe that none of those will get you any points. Right. Versus if you sit there and you think a little harder. So games like... Categories, or maybe Geek Out or Anomia, they they solve the problem of I don't know the answer because mm-hmm. you know the answer to name a cleaning product. Sure, but you so they solve that problem. But what about the problem of like when you're playing a trivia game and you know all the answers that your friends have been asked, but all the ones that you get, you don't know those answers. Uh, Geek Out is the one that I think that really really solves that problem. Okay, uh, Geek Out was initially a Hence the name Geek Out, like really sort of like geek culture focused. And yeah, five, it's just it had, science fiction yeah, and comics. Yeah, it had like and... five categories, it was like sci-fi, um, fantasy, comics, superheroes, I think was mm-hmm. one. Uh, and then much like Trivial Pursuit, you know, there was like one of each on the card. You like rolled a dice. It said, you know, green, greatest superheroes. And it was always stuff like, you know, name 
three superheroes who don't wear capes. And I get to start, but then anyone around the circle can call me, basically, and yeah, say, I can oh, name yeah. four of them. Yeah, and then Coco can say, I can name five. And then in my head, I'm like, oh, five, that's too many. I'm out. And then it's between the two of you, blah, 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 until the end where someone kind of like... Now you actually have to yeah, do it. Now you have to do it. And, and people are like watching you, and people are like <laughs> counting on their hands, and people are like thinking of like technicalities. Right. So you score a point every time you manage to succeed at one of these things you said you could do, and you lose two points every time you mess up. Interesting. Okay, so it's it takes the name a thing, not name the thing, but name a thing. A list of things that fit in this category, and how big a list can you do? Yeah, right. so it gives you the option to guess if you are you know, an expert on superheroes that don't wear capes, or if you are an expert on elves featured in movies, mm-hmm. then... Even though it wasn't your turn to answer the question, you can still answer it, and you can still be smug and victorious at the end of it. Right. <laughs> so it's classic Emily. It scratches some of the same itch as trivia games. You know, mm-hmm. the, the being able to use your knowledge. Yeah. But in a different context, uh, we've mentioned Anomia before as well. Mm-hmm. That's that's another super popular game that gets a lot of play at the cafe. Yeah. Um, so you've got your you've got your big deck of cards. Every card has a weird symbol on it. If you if your symbol matches with someone else's symbol around the table, you have to name a thing that's on their card. So maybe Jonathan has a card that says like animal noises, and I have a card that says shampoo brands, and both head of our, shoulders. Oh man. See, but the game relies on you being able to keep track of the other symbols around you mm-hmm. and uh, overcome the psychological thing called anomia, which is the word for having something on the tip of your tongue, like having a no, na- no name for something. So often you play the game and like if someone was just like, hey, Jonathan, what's a shampoo brand? You'd be like, oh, head and shoulders. But in that competition element, you're like, ah, uh, clean hair brand. Ah. Anomia is brilliant because yeah. it takes advantage of a particular quirk of human brain chemistry. And that is our brains don't work the same way when we're under pressure. Mm-hmm. You have to do something right now, right now. Then and you freeze up. You yeah. do. One of my favorite things about Anomia is that there's a really good mix of categories that are like, reasonably, you know, something that you might have to think about for yeah. a second before yeah. answering. Sure, an opera and singer. stuff that's so easy. Some of them it's like sounds. Yeah. And it's like you just have to open your mouth and put air out. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. all you have to do. But still sometimes you just can't. Like your brain just freezes out. Two letter words. Right? The fact that there's that many options means, and you, you have to pick one. Yeah. So decision paralysis kicks yeah. in. Yeah. And it's hilarious because failure yeah. is hilarious, mm-hmm. as we all know. Hilarious. I, um, I know only too well. I'm noticing a bit of a theme that's coming up in a lot of these, um, these sort of name a thing mm-hmm. games. A lot of them put you under time pressure. Categories mm-hmm. does it. Mm-hmm. Anomia does it. Uh, does Geek out have a time limit that you have to deal with? Not in not in the box, but a lot of the times when I've played it, we've sort of like made up a time limit because otherwise there's just someone going there that's kind of like yeah, relying sort of... on the fact that if they think hard enough, they'll be able to come up with something. But, Word you know, on the street does it too. That's yeah. another one we get a lot of play out of. Mm-hmm. And um, so, and I, like I, five I, second rule, right? Yep. Yeah. It name, okay, name three breeds of dogs. Go. Corgi, Saint Bernard, Jambalaya. That's not a dog. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> And, and the thing with five second rule that's good too is that if someone messes up so you know Coco no Jambalaya isn't a dog now it's my turn and I have five seconds to name three breeds of dogs but I can't name any of the ones that Coco has named in her failure so I can't name St. Bernard's and I can't name Corgi so I have to come up with two completely different three completely different dogs and you've only got five seconds to do it I do mm-hmm. Okay. And it goes on and on and on and on and on and it becomes really really hard because again like it, it relies on that 
human like you said the human quirk of like under pressure brain doesn't function kind of thing but like there are only so many breeds of dogs you can think of and eventually you know if you're playing five second rule with a big group of people because like it is intended to be a party game you know if you're playing five second rule with like six people and five people have gone and they've all said two dog breeds each you're just like i don't even know how many dog breeds are left you know and then you can get a technicalities i guess this is probably dog breed specific technicality but you know if coco said poodle and jonathan said beagle or husky like so like you know like can i say like the blend of those things Mm. right like golden retriever's been sad and like poodle's been sad but which brings us to one of the serious problems with this type of game and something that i hate about categories which Mm. i call the argument phase right that's the problem of vague answers being acceptable exactly (laughs) everyone's gonna be a jerk about it and what it comes down to is whether or not a word is actually acceptable as an answer you don't have a definitive uh, arbitrary uh, authority that can actually say no this is correct and this is incorrect you essentially have to work your way through it if you've got a group of players who are very mellow and who are willing to just you know relax and let it go it's fine Mm -hmm. All it takes is one hyper-competitive person at the table, though, and it will tank the experience for everyone. Because oh, yeah. it's no longer about whether or not you can name three yeah. breeds of dogs. It's whether or not you can argue that Jambalaya is totally a breed of dog because of this and this. I and can't believe you, you guys haven't heard of it before. If you yell loud enough, or if you can emotionally blackmail the other players Great. viciously enough, mm-hmm. uh, which often happens at family gatherings, this is why you should never place categories with your family unless your family are really nice and kind-hearted and not hyper-competitive types at all, uh, yeah, it can result in genuine hurt feelings. So, and, but I'm curious, though, because there's, like, the emotional blackmail, and there's the yelling, and there's the lying with your, like, yeah, John Belay, I totally breed of dog. But, like, I kind of enjoy the negotiation, or, like, the argument, the justification phase, talking about what makes, like, why, like, bacon cheeseburger counts, but burger doesn't, you know, or My something? guess is that your family dynamic supports that a lot better than what I'm accustomed to. These are people who can have an argument like that and won't necessarily hurt each other. Right. Whereas where I come from, it becomes something that's deeply personal. Interesting. And if you you reject my... With people you don't know, too. Like, we're talking about, you know, like, family dynamics being a little bit different because, you know, you're always a bigger jerk to your family than the rest of the world. (laughs) But it's, like, it's hard when... Or your co-hosts. You surrounded by people that you don't necessarily know that well. You know, like, you don't know how certain people will react to being, Mm -hmm. you know, questioned or criticized or how people react to you, to, like you be trying to defend your position Very much right? so. it can be hard to know your yeah. own and mm-hmm. it can be like really sort of like if you get like surprised with an interaction that you weren't expecting you know like if, if we're playing a trivia game and yeah like I have an answer and people are like I don't know if that's a thing and I'd be like oh yeah like it's totally a thing because this 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 and someone goes no it's not that's stupid that's totally wrong it can be like really sort of like shocking and some people's responses to being like in an unpredictable situation with somebody is just to like push back more aggressively you it's, know? it's hard to have fun under conditions like mm-hmm. that like for yeah regarding people getting very sensitive about stuff like that and it being kind of like difficult territory to navigate i think one of the reasons that that happens a lot in trivia games too is because it is mostly reliant on your ability to know stuff mm-hmm. and and people can get very defensive when their intellect is being attacked mm-hmm. right? right so you know you know me saying i don't know if that answer is technically correct you know can are you be, calling me stupid yeah, are you calling me stupid like don't call me stupid. I barely know you. Like, what are you doing? So, you know, people can get very sort of like touchy on stuff like that, you know? And it's more so in trivia game than any other board game. And I mean, like, you could argue that all board games, 
are related to your intellect, your ability to like, you know, problem solve and do reasonable sure, thinking. Sure, but you but made that move which anything. did this thing. Yeah. I can I can say that's somebody did that thing. I can deal with that. Yeah, there are chain reactions versus exactly. trivia is one hundred percent just your knowledge. Mm-hmm. And if you feel maybe sensitive about, you know, your intellect or you don't like being like criticized or stuff like that, or you just got a really bad grade on an exam and you're feeling kinda like testy about it. Yeah. Then it's definitely something that can be an issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, okay, but, like, board games are social lubricant in a lot of circumstances, and trivia games are certainly considered gateway. Like, mm-hmm. if you don't know people well or you don't know a lot about games, you're going to gravitate to a game that is about trivia. So, what? okay, so the, the category games that involve us, like, fighting with each other about whether or not things are in categories sound like they open you up to a lot of risk in terms of those social situations. They can in the wrong group. What other trivia games exist there that might risk less? I think Friday might be a good time for us to get into some trivia games that have an actual game built in beyond here's a question to know the answer and which actually do have a definitive set of rules where you can always get for sure this is correct, this is not correct. Let's get into that next time. So we're talking about the mechanic of, of knowing stuff plus a board game mechanic that controls that a little better. Mm-hmm. Cool. So trivia trivia problems this Friday. Mm-hmm.